All right, so uh, you come to. What? You're in a. Uh, come to. Yeah, you come to. You're in this. From where? So uh, what happens is you're in this <laughs> like uh, all white room with uh, no walls. <laughs> yeah. You're just kind of floating there. You don't see like any ground. Motherfucker. Which makes it all the more odd when you, you kind of look forward. There's this guy standing there. He's dressed like a clown. He's uh, holding a balloon. Yeah. The balloon has your face on it. Yeah. There's X's yeah. over the eyes. And he goes, hello, Aaron. My name is Dreamy Dan. Yeah, I know him. Ruler of the dreamscape. I know him. He goes, and welcome to chapter two <laughs> of the trilogy of dreams part two, the sequel. You blink, and it's almost like you forget he ever existed. <laughs> chapter two, the trilogy of dreams part two, the sequel. The sequel. Yeah. And uh, you kind of forget that you, that you saw him because uh, suddenly it's almost like you're in like you're viewing a memory. Yeah. You know? When you were uh, six years old, back when the world still meant something. Amen, brother. You had uh, this w- weird incident happen. You uh, went to the swimming, the local swimming pool. It was called uh, the Char- Charles uh, Grodin Swim Center. Named after famed actor Charles Grodin? Yeah, he didn't like donate money. They, the people just really liked him. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. They just thought it was really funny. <laughs> yeah, man, he was in Beethoven. He was a... King shit, yeah. Back then, so um, and they would have like a lot. Uh, they they'd have TVs of just him, like just his appearances on Johnny Carson on a loop over and over Man, again. Yeah, they really like Charles Grodin. Yeah, they're fans. So there was a an ice cream man, a regular ice cream man that you had known for years. You've been going to that pool since you were old enough to walk. Really? Yeah. You had to pay to get into that pool. You knew a guy. <laughs> we're poor. Guy named Kurt Hastings. Yeah, he was a he was your neighbor, and like he knew that you guys kind of couldn't afford to go swimming all the time, so like he just let you in for free. Oh, okay. He worked there. He worked there. He was a gate guard. He was a twenty-five year old gate guard. Kurt Hastings. Yeah, did not not the most. He didn't have a lot of ambition, but he was nice. Nice guy. Yeah. I mean, all right. Yeah. What a nice guy, yep. Kurt Hastings. Later on, he opened up his own chain of uh, mini golfs. Oh, good for him. He fails miserably. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> his wife well, leaves him. Oh. But nothing about Kurt and his failed dreams. So you would go to uh, the Charles Grodin pool and stuff. Yeah. And there was an ice cream guy who would always come there every single day. Yeah. And you've known this guy again. You're only six, so you've known him for about a third of your life. Man. He's a regular. Yeah, real nice guy. Um, his, uh, his name is uh, Chuck Chili, C H I L L Y. Oh man! And his um, his ice cream truck would just say Chili's on it, All right. and then underneath it, because you deserve cold ice cream. <laughs> okay. Yeah. As opposed to warm ice cream, that's warm ice cream I've been getting everywhere else. He just felt like you deserved it, you know. All right. He took his job Chuck, seriously. Okay, Chuck Chili. Yeah. Everyone thought he was like the coolest guy. Man. He was really nice. All right, that's great. Uh, that's good. Why? What makes him nice? Like, what distinguishes him from other ice cream men? He was just really cool and like kind. He never like got mad when there was like you know thirty kids all yelling their orders or paying for everything in nickels or or whatever. He didn't care. He just loved cold ice cream and he loved giving it to the world. All right, man. Yeah, Some people cool. have a mission, you know. Yeah, and his mission was ice cream. Sounds like he he fulfilled his mission. Mission accomplished. Yeah, Chuck. 
And then one day, a different ice cream guy shows up. What? Yeah. This guy, his... Um, is it the same truck or totally different truck? Different truck. It looks just like the old one, except it's, this one is jet fucking <laughs> oh, no. black. This a guy's... Jet black ice yeah, cream truck? Yeah. This guy's name is Arnold Flames. <laughs> and he uh, is part of the, the Flame Ice Cream Company. And he's like, uh, hey, what's up? You know, I'm your new ice cream guy or whatever. And all the kids are like, what? And like, his teeth looked really sharp. Like, the kids are really scared of this guy. And then uh, the other uh, Chili's showed up, uh, Chuck Chili's, and they got into like this big argument and stuff. Yeah. And that's uh, his turf. Yeah. And he was like, all right, like, well, we're going to have a race. Like, whoever shows up earliest tomorrow, they're the new ice cream guy. And everyone's like, holy shit. Like, people haven't seen this much drama at this pool since that kid drowned. Oh, shit. Yeah. What kid? Um, John was his name. Yeah. He had a dog tag that just said John. No one knew who his parents were. No one knew. What? Yeah. So he they only know a feral child with a dog tag. Uh, well, who, no, no one knew if he was feral or not. He just had a dog tag and it said John uh, ran into it because he thought it was a giant, uh, you know, like a lake or something and drowned. So, but no one knew where he came from and no one ever will know. What do they do with his body? There's a grave, an unmarked grave. And nobody attended outside of the his burial. One man attended his uh, funeral. Who? This guy. Um, no one knew his name. He just wears like a big uh, jet black trench coat, big jet black hat. Yeah. One once a year on the first day of winter every year, he drops a red rose on the unmarked grave. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So uh, not not since that occasion has there been so much drama at this pool. So and you see it as like a conflict of good versus evil. You know what I mean? And you're yeah. like, why we would we would run Arnold Flames out of there? Yeah, we're Chuck. This is Chuck Chili turf. Yeah, dude. And that's you know and you, I mean? you felt that way, but like you were a kid, you didn't have you know the courage to stand up to an adult. You know, no, what I mean? nobody like, would. I mean, nobody would say, hey, this guy has been our ice cream man for years oh the parents didn't care the parents Scram. the parents they were always like super fucked up like it was like that what? Charles, yeah charles groden pool was a place it was like a party pool a party if, pool yeah if you were like especially like a young parent yeah. you know what i mean yeah you take your kid down there and you get fucked up there's like a swingers group going on you find all this stuff around holy you didn't shit know man it was charles groden pool rules in st louis it's, it really was a, what a side man but of course you don't know about that at the time it's all the stuff you find out later they got shut down like eventually, or is it still going? Oh no, it's still going. Oh shit, it's not the same. It's been like the, the, all those people have moved on and and grown yeah. up and died. Some of them, so yeah, it's like uh, it's a lot different. But they say to this day, if you stick a toe in Charles Roden Pool for just a split second, it's like you can see what that pool used to be. <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, when you dip your toe in there, it yep. takes you back in time mm-hmm. to the glory days of when Charles it was Roden. a swinger haven. Yeah. So That's anyway, fucking awesome, man. Yeah, I would love to go check that out. Well, maybe one day. So you, uh, the next day, you all get to the uh, the pool like early and stuff. Yeah. And you wait for hours and hours. And you're about to give up hope. But then you look up. And coming towards you, sun glinting off that white fucking truck. Hell yeah. It's Chuck Chili's. Hell yeah. He shows up and he goes, hey, guys. 
anyone care for some ice cream? You Hell all yeah. start like going crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Would. You wake up from that dream and you kind of like, you know, go about with your life, uh, go to your job, tell your jokes and stuff, but you can't stop thinking about that confrontation, low those many years ago. Yeah. Between the, uh, the good ice cream guy and the bad ice cream guy. Yeah. So you kind of start like, and like you don't even re- like remember when you started doing this, but you start writing a screenplay. Yeah. Based on this, just this odd childhood memory. Chuck and, Chili versus Arnold Flames. Yeah. What did I call the screenplay? It's called Cold as Ice. Dot dot dot. Cream. That's that sucks so bad. But you work on it like a bunch. Is it and, good? It's all right. I mean, it, it's definitely like it's definitely the best thing you've ever written. That's what. That's how you feel. And like you show okay. it to people, and they're like, "This is good, man." It's kind of in like the vein of like uh, like an '80s comedy and stuff. Yeah. So it's not like um, you know the most highbrow thing you've ever written, but at the same time, people were like, "This is pretty funny, man." Like I could yeah. definitely see this being like a cult classic type of thing. Okay, that's cold feels as good. ice. Dot dot dot. Cream. All right. So you're walking on it, and then one night you have a show. Yeah. Um. You have a show at the Velveeta Room. Yeah. You walk in. Michael Park, the door guy, is in front. Uh-huh. And she goes, it's a hot crowd tonight, Aaron. I say, thanks, Michael, and I pat him on his shoulder. Yeah. He's got he, a leather jacket. I feel the leather on my hand. I walk inside. He lifts his beret in tribute. Man. You walk in, and you just have the fucking set of your life, dude. Damn. Like, you walk in. It's one of those things where you walk in, walk straight up to that stage. What? You, 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 yeah, dude, you're ready. You timed just, it perfectly so that you would just... This is your new thing now. You time it perfectly so that when they're saying your name, that's when you walk in. God damn. Yeah. You're freakishly accurate with it, too. Man, that yeah. that is the coolest thing I've ever, ever done. Yeah. And never, ever would do. Yeah. Just to be perfectly on time like that. God. Man. You walk up. You take the mic out of that stand. And you just, for the next 15 minutes... You demolish that room, man. You're you're doing new jokes. They're hitting. Yeah. You got some that jogs your memory of like certain weird things that have happened to you. So you tell stories about things. People yeah. are just loving it on the edge of your seat. People are going nuts. Yeah. You get off the stage, you get a standing ovation. God damn. Yeah. The next comic who goes up after you can't follow you at all. Who is it? Danny Goodwin. Oh man. He just bombs his dick off. Oh, that's he, he decides to quit doing comedy. What? Yeah. Oh. So uh, you're you're walking uh, outside. You're kind of walking. You're about to leave. Uh, Michael Parks there. He's like, "Great set. Told you they were hot." Thanks, Michael. You were right. He winks at you. I wink back. You uh, leave the club, and this guy goes, "Hey, Aaron, can I talk to you for a sec?" You turn around. There's this guy standing there. He's uh he's unusual looking because he's nine feet tall. God damn it. He's got really long, thin. Blonde hair, so thin, so blonde. <laughs> it's almost like translucent. Like you look at it for a second. Yeah. Like for a moment. Yeah. For a moment, you can see like a flat earth and stars. Like his, his hair. What? That's different. That's not what translucent means, Pat. <laughs> translucent means you can see through it. It doesn't mean there's a goddamn flat. I have a flat earth vision in like on the screen that is made from his hair. You hear the sound of rushing water for oh, a second fuck and you. you blink and it's gone. And he goes, uh, hey, Aaron, uh, I'm a movie producer. My name is Mr. Cool. Yeah. And he sticks out his hand. He goes, that was hilarious. Do you shake his hand? Yeah, I shake his hand. Shake his hand like nothing happens. And he goes on to tell you that he works for this uh, movie company 
uh, Lanalax Pictures, and uh, he's a movie producer. Yeah, and he uh, makes these films. Usually, they're about you know three to four million dollar budgeted films. They're not like huge, but also like he's like, look, I, I know what I'm doing with that with that money. So like, we get it's almost like it's like a twenty million dollar budget on three million. He's like, I know a lot of people. I yeah. can get stuff done. Blah blah. blah. It's like it's like a mega producer, Mister Cool. Mister Cool is his name, and he goes on to say like that was really funny i'd love to have a meeting with you and and, and talk about he's like some of those stories that you were telling man like that those that was good storytelling man so in my head i recalled the show do i see him in like the silhouettes of the crowd yeah you you remember this uh yeah seeing a shape in the back you just assumed it was like a new speaker or something because it was like so tall you when he sits down <sighs> all right yeah, I would take. Yeah, I'm desperate, Pat. I would take the meeting. You yeah. know, I'd do anything. Yeah, Mr. Cool, let's let's meet. So uh, you decide to meet uh, the next day. Uh, you go to um, a Freebirds. Hell yeah! I got the app. Yep, I get points. Working my way towards a free burrito bowl. Almost there. Uh, he, you, you get there, you meet him there. He shakes your hand. He's like, Hey, good to see you. And he goes, yeah. I'm glad you, you chose this place. He goes, I got enough points on this card to get us two burrito bowls. God damn, dude. Get you the burrito bowl. Hell yeah. Sit down and you have a talk. And, uh, yeah, again, he kind of goes over his credentials, just kind of explaining who he is. Yeah. Uh, and some of the movies he's produced, like, oh, I recognize that. Like what? Um, there was a movie called the shape, the shape of broccoli. And it was, um, a foreign film took place yeah. in Spain. Okay. Uh, it was about this uh, person who struggles to become a vegetarian. Yeah. And um, they kill themselves at the end. Okay. To atone for all the meat they've eaten. Okay. So it's kind of like an artsy fartsy kind of film. Yeah. Uh, he's done that. Um, he did this action comedy, uh, Carrot Top. He was making his big comeback. <laughs> okay. Films. Okay. What was the what was the title of the Carrot Top vehicle? Um, they remade Meatballs. What? Yeah. And he's Bill Murray. Yeah. God. He plays several roles. Whoa! No. Yeah. Are you ready for the summer? But like, it's actually pretty good. Like, they kind of like do away with most of the uh, the original plot. They kind of take it its own way. It's actually pretty interesting. Oh. So uh, that's a bummer. You brought some writing samples. Yeah. And he kind of looks through them, and he's like, eh. I don't know about this. I don't know about that. And then he sees the one about the uh, the ice cream man showdown. And yeah. He looks at it and he goes, that's a weird title. Cold as ice, dot, 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 cream. cream. And he reads it and he's like, really impressed. He's like, you know, you got to work on it a little bit. Uh, we'll probably give you like one or two notes or something. But uh, I think this is one we're going to make. Wow. And what he offers you is he goes, okay, so I do need to have a name be the main part okay but like you wrote a role for like a like the funny friend kind of and so he's <laughs> what's, like, what's his name francis jagoff <laughs> francis jagoff jagoff yeah. that's the character i i'm playing that you created yourself yeah it's, it's he's from uh, like a like a germany the character well i don't want to i don't want to be a german guy well you know 
He goes like, well, well, we'll talk about it. He's like, if, if, if you don't want to be uh, Francis Jagoff, you can be a, a different character or whatever. And he's like, you don't want to be in it, you don't have to be in it. I'm okay. just saying that offer's on the table. So basically he goes on, like, we'll get like a, a director and stuff like that, uh, a reputable director. Um, I'll have you, uh, you know, write it and everything. Um, you get final cut for some reason. The director okay. doesn't, but you do. Yeah. Um, so he's like, yeah, uh, basically he's going to give you, he can only give you a little bit up front and then the rest will be on like the back ends yeah. and stuff like that. So he's like, I'll give you uh, 10 grand. He goes, 10 grand to start out. And then we'll fix, then, you know, we have the back end deals and, and stuff like that. So I have 10 grand. And what is, what am I doing? You're uh, finishing the script. You're punching it up. You're going to be on set uh, in case like something happens. They need yeah. to rewrite something, just stuff like that. I'm going to need more than that. How long is it going to take? You're going to film it over um, a month. Oh, okay. But you have to like take a leave of absence from your job and stuff. Yeah, I would try to make that work. Yeah, I would do it. So he goes, the only stipulation God damn it. is that you have to appear in another movie that I'm producing. What is it? You say, well, it hasn't been, I haven't got the script yet. Uh, well, I mean, I, oh, I'm not going to blindly agree being in something without knowing what it is he goes, well that's kind of welcome to the movie business aaron he kind of like chuckles hey i don't want his hair is so long i don't think because it could be anything yeah it could be nazi propaganda you know what i mean well he goes well aaron i mean we're not gonna do something like that it's just gonna be the next like good script that i get yeah but i don't want to here's the thing i don't want to get roped into doing something on camera that i don't want to do you know what i mean yeah he goes, yeah, I understand that. He goes, okay, next time I get a script I think you work for, let's do like a handshake deal that you'll do it. Okay. Nothing like, in like, writing. Can I can I see it first? Of course. And then can I pass and can we look at something else when it comes across Definitely. your table? Okay, yeah. Eventually I'll do another thing with you. So you guys uh, shake hands on yeah, it. Yeah, shake his fucking hand. He takes out a um, <coughs> a shot glass. He yeah. spits into it, offers it to you. You spit into it? Yeah. I don't want to spit it. I'd say, uh, what are we doing? He goes, oh, it's a traditional thing. What? What's happening? I don't want to I don't want to taste your... He starts laughing. He puts it down. He just goes, man, I'm just fucking with you. God damn he it. He goes, we do that to every new person we sign. God damn it. And then, uh, like, and then over the next few days, you're like meeting with different producers and stuff. Uh, one of the producers, oh, man. His, his name is... Uh, his name is Mike Chocolate. <laughs> His brother is Larry Chocolate. Okay. They're the Chocolate Sauce Boys. That's the name of the production company. Okay. Uh, they're helping some financing and stuff, and they, they they meet you. And like they're really nice guys. They're really passionate about film. They're like, oh, oh boy, how you know, Mr. Cool, he's interesting, huh? Oh, did you did you do the spit trick to you? Yeah. He, he goes, did. dude, we both fell for it. Oh, yeah, I didn't. <laughs> he goes, oh man, crazy, right? So um they start to uh make the film and uh it's going pretty good. And then uh, one day, Mr. Cool was like, You're, you come to work. And he's like, oh, I got that script for you to take a look at. And he gives it to you. And the script is, uh, it's like a coming of age drama. Sure. In the 70s. Um, you don't play the main role or anything, but you play like the guy's uh, uh, like best friend and co-worker and stuff. Okay. Um, and it's like, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty, it's, you know, it's by a person you never heard of or anything, but it's pretty good. Who's it by? Oh, uh, Martha... Crab Apple. What's it called? It's called Martha Crab Apple. This is like a 
this is like a biographical thing. Yeah. So she wrote it and also named it after herself, which is kind of strange, but the writing's really good. What do I have to is is this gonna be like there's a scene where like jack off or something? You, you know? What? No. Is right. jack off? No. Yeah. Is there a scene where I have to get nude or take my clothes off? He's like, I doubt it. Yeah, I'm not taking my clothes off. I am ashamed of myself. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Yeah. And like, calm I, down. I just want to be crystal clear we're working with here. It's okay. No, it's fine. You know, I yeah. don't want to be, I don't want to, I want to, yeah, I want to see the script. So, yeah, you, you see the script and everything, okay. and it's just like a normal thing. Okay. It's a normal thing. Yeah. Nothing. No. Nothing weird. No. Nothing that uh, would make me feel bad. Uh no not really I don't know <laughs> there's there's like there there's like a there's like a fat joke in there what's the joke um it's a fat joke at my expense yeah oh okay yeah what's the big deal like it, there's there's a, there's a moment where it's uh it's Fat Tuesday and they go oh yeah you I bet you just call that Tuesday that's hey I'll take it that part's so, in the solid. they put that part in the trailer okay yeah why wouldn't they it's yeah. a solid joke so um you sign on and stuff you never and, heard uh, that. The first day uh, that you go into film, you're filming concurrently with the other movie, because it's just okay. you, you, you just have like one day of shooting. Yeah, yeah. You go in, and they're like, "So you're comfortable with like the nudity aspect of this?" No, I asked you if there was gonna be fucking nudity, and I was told no. And he goes, "Who told the director? His name, uh, his name is uh, Harold Pines." He goes, uh, "What?" He goes, "What? Who did you talk to?" Mr. Cool. Goes, well, that's funny because last time I checked my contract, uh, I have complete creative control over this. Yeah, that's fine. But um, I was told there's no nudity. They go, yeah. So basically what happens is there's a part where they walk in on your character. You have your, uh, your no. pants pulled down like you're mooning the uh, the camera. No. And you have like a clown's face drawn on your <laughs> on your ass. And then the, the line in, of dialogue in the script says, uh, be careful, he bites. And no. They go, look, this is going to be a very important part of the movie. No. 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 Now my trust has been violated. I feel pressure into doing something I, I don't want to do. Yeah. No. I'm going to call Mr. Cool immediately. And he goes, okay, hold on. What if we used a stunt ass? No. no I don't want. I don't want to... What it is, is they, they're using this new experimental technology where they can actually, uh, on camera, take your ass and replace it with a different ass. It's a digital ass replacement thing. They go, yeah, we got our guy Scott. He's going to be the, the stunt ass. Come on over here, Scott. I don't wanna... This guy Scott walks over, and he like, and they go, they go you know, show us. And he kind of like does like a spin move, you know? And this guy has this the sweetest ass you've ever seen in your life. God damn it. I don't want, I don't want my ass, but it's not going to be yours. It's going to be his. You know what I mean though? It's going to be my, it's going to be representing my ass. Sure. How much am I going to make from this? Uh, this one, you're not getting paid. This is kind of the, okay. But overall, like I have to do this in order to get what? The 10 grand from the, I have to get 10 grand. Yeah. What about at the back end? The back end. Yeah. You're going to get, uh, 10% of the gross. Is it going to be good? I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a well-written movie. It's funny. Who's in it? Uh, the, you, you said he had to get somebody. Yeah. Who'd he get? Colin Hanks. He's like the nicest guy. 
I bet he's fucking nice. Yeah. So Colin Hanks is carrying this movie. Yeah. Cold as ice, dot, 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 cream. Is there anybody else of note in it? Um, Like Kevin Hart is in it? Then, yeah, I would do it. If Kevin Hart is going to be in this movie, then, yeah. You should, you would do the stunt-ass thing? Yeah. Fine. Because Kevin Hart's in it. Yeah. He's going to put his name on it. People are going to see it. So you film the scene, and um, you know you pull down your pants, and you say, like, you know, don't worry, he don't bite or whatever. And um, so you get you uh you film your little cameo appearance in that. You're like, that was kind of weird. And then uh the other movie, Cold as Ice Cream, uh it's made. It's like the finish, it's in post-production. They got to do the music, they got this uh, group called Lavender and Cream. Oh. Yeah. Where they just cover fuel songs. It's kind of yeah. doesn't make sense for why they're in this. Part. Yeah. Um and then, uh, so they released the other movie first because, like, a bigger budgeted thing. God fucking damn it. And you become known God as, like, damn it, Pat. What? what? They're going to show my ass. Yeah. They decide not to use God the damn you motherfucker. So it's your actual ass. Like, why would you do that? I'm just telling you what happens. They just they just felt it was unrealistic otherwise. So uh, what happens is you become, become kind of known from this. Like, people will see this movie. They're like, what the hell? It's one of those things where not a lot of, like, you feel like, because it's kind of like a smaller film, but there's still like all this like stuff on the internet where they have gifts of you and your ass and yeah. stuff like that and saying different God things. God damn it, Pat. All this different stuff. Uh, and then the uh, the ice cream movie uh, never actually gets finished because the uh, the director goes on this like racial tirade drunk and they decide to just cancel. They're like, fuck it. We're not going to get involved with this. You spend the rest of your career trying to uh, break in, but it just doesn't really happen because you're, you're just so ingrained in the uh, just kill me in the eyes of the public. Just kill me as ass boy, and they call you ass happen? boy. And when you go to like your stand up gigs and stuff, just tell me how it happens. Your fans will wear like ass masks and stuff, and they're like, "Ass this is boy, the worst ass boy." Just tell me how it ends. Um, so uh, one day you are leaving a, a, a failed audition, another failed audition. God damn just, it. You just didn't connect with the uh, director. You also started the wrong lines, so like you really were completely fucked. Uh, you uh, left the uh, building, and uh, you're like, man, you know, it's times like these that I feel like quitting, but I'm never going to quit. I'm never going to quit until I become a star. You think that? Man, I would quit so fast. And then a city bus runs you over. God, you weren't paying thank attention. God. You just walked into the street. Shuffle me loose. And the city bus runs you straight over. Good. Good. <laughs> that fucking sucks. The film Ice Cream is eventually uh, released, and it's just panned. No one likes it. <laughs> They're like, who thought Ass Boy could write a good movie? That idiot. Didn't he die recently? <sighs> good riddance. 